Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. For those integrators who want to be entrepreneurs but don't have it in them, it talks about being the best number two And if that's what your personality is, that's what you got to do. And that's where you'll find an enormous amount of success. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Welcome, Best Ever listeners, to the weekly roundtable. I'm Travis Watts, joined with Ash Patel, Slocum Reed. We get together as Best Ever hosts once per week to talk about real estate discussions. Got a fun one for you today. We're talking about mentors, advisors, books, various quotes, things that have helped us all along, advice that we've been given that we would like to share on this episode here today. So we'll dive right in. If each of you can give a quick background to yourself, what you do in the real estate space for those not familiar, and then we will dive into the questions. Again, I'm I'm Travis Watts, full-time passive investor, director of investor relations with Joe Fairless at Ashcroft Capital. And let's start with Osh. And first question I have for all of us today is what is the best ever advice that you've ever received either about investing or about finance? So Slocum, we will start with you on the first question here. Thank you, Travis. Again, I'm Slocum Reed, apartment owner operator in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I think it's a two-parter for me, man. There's so much good general advice out there, but I think the things that were most impactful for me in a finance and investing category, it was actually, I was in my real estate agent licensure classes here in Ohio, man, 2014, the first time after the lecture and the quiz, just asking the agent who was also a broker questions. And he said, when you're building a business, you need to learn how to put a dollar value on your time and focus on the aspects of your business that are above that dollar value and find ways to give other people the work that can be done below that dollar value. And he said, as a residential real estate agent, honestly, start at 50 bucks an hour, because there are a lot of things you can do as an agent that will be worth more than $50 an hour like generating leads for new clients. And there are a lot of tasks that can be hired out for less than that. 
So it was really helpful for me to understand, recognize where is my time most valuable? How valuable is my time? All things considered, should I be the one fixing that toilet or should I call someone else to fix the toilet and go back to do another open house and find another client? The second layer on that advice of figuring out the value of my time was figuring out mostly through books and frankly, through Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad type books, finding ways to add value to people and be compensated for that value that don't require my time. That was like stage two of that advice. As an apartment owner, I am adding value to people by providing a home that is safe, everything is working, it's welcoming, and I am being paid rent. How much I get paid and how much I earn is not a reflection of how hard I work or how many hours I put in. It's a reflection of the value being delivered, which doesn't now use up that much of my time. I love the two great answers and kind of embedded the stories there, which is going to be my follow-up question, but that's totally cool. So just a caveat, the first part of what you said, just a quick side note, I love those stories. It cracks me up when, say, a new fast food restaurant opens in some town. It's like KFC's giving out a free bucket of chicken and the line is four and a half hours long. And you're thinking, are you not thinking about your time value? <laughs> it's like How long does it take me to save hours? $5 on a bucket of chicken? If it's more than six minutes, I'm out. <laughs> I'm paying for the chicken across the street. Yeah. Anyway, funny stuff. So Osh, best ever advice you've ever received on investing or finance? What comes to mind? Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Hey, best ever listeners, Osh Patel. I've been a full-time non-residential commercial investor for over 10 years. Travis, it's not direct advice. It's more indirect advice that I've received and it's on diversification. So if I think back to the dot-com bubble, it's when I started working in the corporate world. I, for the first time, had a half decent paycheck and everybody was putting money in stocks and some of the older guys i would ask them hey are you not all in on tech stocks and they'd be like no i've got this allocation of 30 percent in bonds and 20 percent in this and i'm like you guys are out of your mind the market's going through the roof how are you not all in and come to find out six months later the tech bubble bursts and everybody that was all tech gets decimated and Fast forwarding to today, maybe those events and those lessons had stuck with me because I don't invest in just one real estate class. I invest in other people's syndications, multiple asset classes, but I also invest in businesses and startups. So maybe some of that fear of an implosion is still in the back of my mind, but diversifying is important. And especially for some of our best ever listeners who have been in real estate for 10 years or so and have had a great ride, you really ought to look at diversifying. Love that. Couldn't agree more. Very like-minded. You know that. We've talked a lot about that offline. But just real quick for me to follow up on this, two things come to mind. Double down on what's working is the one I always mention on podcasts that came from a mentor of mine so long ago. And it just came at the right time for me to receive the message because I'd launched 20 small businesses between high school, college, and post-college. And all of them had failed or were in the process of failing. They were all just very small ventures, mind you, not big companies by any means, but my real estate was working. So I took that advice and I ran with it. I doubled down on real estate and that's been the story. But to your point, Ash, I invest in other things as well. And the other one is that this is kind of, I guess, my own advice to myself <laughs> is everybody has an opinion, but the only opinion that matters is your own. And what I mean by that is, I remember there was this, 
financial guru in 2015 saying the sky is falling, the market's about to crash, it's going to be the new Great Depression, blah, 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 get out of real estate, get out of stocks, say in cash, yada, yada. And I could have easily taken that advice. I trusted this person and, and he wasn't the only one saying things like this, but I decided otherwise. And I thought, mm, but I still see a bullish case for certain types of real estate and certain things that have already been working for me. And I look back at recessions and I look back at market cycles. And I think this still makes sense for me to continue on. So I made that choice and I had to take my own advice <laughs> in that situation. So something to keep in mind, but great points, you guys. I want to pivot and talk about paid mentoring or paid coaching programs? Have either of you ever taken part in anything like this? If so, what was the outcome or what are your thoughts in general on paid mentorships and paid coaching? Slocum? I have not. This is another time during the roundtable where I have more questions than answers. I've considered several and I think you may end up asking this later, Travis, but I'm a voracious reader primarily listener. Now, if I'm in the car, if I'm doing the dishes or the laundry, I'm listening to a book. I go to a lot of meetups. I get coffee, buy people lunch, but I haven't done any of the paid mentorship programs yet. I'm planning to, I have a follow-up question for this from you guys, if I can hijack your question for a moment. Of course, a paid mentorship program, especially in commercial real estate, very often the primary topic that's covered or the primary skill that is discussed is raising capital. And while I'm interested in raising capital, it's not the only reason I would want to join a mentorship group or a mastermind. And I also am not sure whether or not I want it to be commercial real estate specific, or if I want it to be a little more holistic about being around people who are growing in various industries, but growing at a similar trajectory or velocity that I am. So I'm wondering, especially when it comes to raising capital, do you guys recommend joining a mastermind that is real estate specific where everyone else will be doing similar things? Or would you recommend joining a mastermind that is more general lifestyle, general wisdom driven, where there may be people within that mastermind who are looking for opportunities to invest in commercial real estate? I might be able to answer some of those in this question and the next one. Travis, the answer to your question is yes. I have had multiple coaches and it was about two years ago, three years ago, I had a friend of mine who every year paid over a hundred thousand dollars for his coaches. And I was blown away. I'm thinking, listen, man, for a hundred grand, I'll coach you. What can you possibly be getting? That's worth a hundred grand. And then you look around you, a lot of high achievers, a lot of successful people all have coaches or mentors. So I took the plunge and my first coach was a pretty renowned coach in the real estate industry. And it was more of a Tony Robbins disciple coach where it was pretty high level. And the fault of mine was I didn't have goals before I set out on this coaching program. All I remember is this coach has a lot of high achievers, Olympic athletes, Fortune 500 CEOs. And I just assumed if I go through that program, things will be better. I'll accomplish more. I'll be at the same level as a lot of these other people. And in reality, I really should have went in there with specific goals and outcomes that I wanted to achieve. Instead, I just kind of went through the paces and yeah, I'm sure a lot of positives came out of that. Well, later on, I hired a local business coach. The first coach was remote, all Zoom meetings. The second coach 
was literally there to make sure I don't have a nervous breakdown. At the time, I was opening two restaurants. I had a bunch of deals going on. I was still a one-man shop, and I was literally just inundated. I could have worked morning, day, and night and not made a dent in anything that I had to accomplish. So this coach was very specific, task-oriented, goal-oriented per business. So it was much different, much more beneficial. So for anybody wanting a coach, write down your desired outcome or a specific area that you want to improve on. So Slocum, if there's something that you want to improve with your business, maybe find a mentor or a coach specific for that. If somebody wants to improve their relationship with their kids or their spouse, have another coach, a therapist even for that. But be specific on what you want to accomplish and find the right person a one size fits all is probably not the best approach for this. 100%. I love that last part. I've always talked about that too. Let's say your first goal is I want to be a millionaire. Okay, cool. So you go out and you find a coach, you take action, you become a millionaire. That may be done right there, right? <laughs> that was a great coach to get you to that point. But now it's how do I launch my own charity or, or trust or whatever it may be. Now that's a different coach. So coaches and mentors can be books. They could be people, they could be programs, they could be a lot of different things, but great points. To answer, I guess, my own question, I've never paid directly for a coach on a paid basis, had a lot of mentors and a lot of coaches, let's call it on a negotiated basis, where it's like, if I bring this value to you or your business, then can you help me understand this or help me with that? And I'll share a fun story. When I first got onto social media, that was like our last episode is what are we all doing on social media and what's worked and what hasn't. And I mentioned that, a lot of things weren't working for me, especially with Instagram and whatever. So this guy had listened to me on a couple podcasts I did. It was, I think, Bigger Pockets Rookie Podcast, which I talked a lot about getting started with house hacking and with some flips I used to do in vacation rentals. This guy was so interested in that and ready to get going, but didn't have any money. He's like, look, I see you're on Instagram. I see you're on Facebook. And I also see you could use some help <laughs> with your posts. So he actually came to mentor and coach me and to help me with that in an exchange, we'd meet once per week on an hourly basis. And all I did is share with them what worked and what didn't in my experiences of getting started in real estate. So something to keep in mind, you don't always have to go with paid. You don't always have to go with unpaid. Sometimes there's kind of a hybrid or, or an in-between. So great points, you guys. Appreciate you sharing. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years, and he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at passiveinvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. 
They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. What about free coaching? This is kind of an interesting topic. Free coaching, free seminars. Let's talk about free seminars, free mentors. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Slocum, you want to start? That's a great question, Travis. My experience with free seminars has been exclusively with the ones that lead to an expensive seminar. The one-day sales pitch that leads you into the one-week local that leads you into the three days in Vegas. I assume that's not what you're asking about. What I will say within my own business is that I've been trying lately to create opportunities to offer free coaching by exchanging some of my knowledge, experience, advice for someone who is newer to real estate, for some of their time, talent, effort. And that's something that has worked relatively well for me in the past. There are important things that need to be done that I don't make enough time to do. So if I can delegate those to someone who is interested in learning from me, especially when it comes to lead generation acquisitions, give them some of the, not necessarily the negotiating or the understanding of values, but if I can give them the blocking and tackling of lead generation, they work a lead to the point that we know that there is a person who owns property who has some interest in selling, and then they have the opportunity to hand it over to me and see how I take it from there and make sure that I'm giving them the opportunity to ask questions, giving good answers to those questions. That's free coaching or coaching and mentorship in exchange for effort is something that I have done. I've done more giving than receiving in that regard, I believe. I will say, especially when it comes to acquisitions, I compensate them on a percentage of the value of the deal or the amount of money that can be made on the back end. So they're getting paid when actual revenue and profits generated. Love that. We have a lot in common there. Ah, thoughts. Yeah, I've got a lengthy opinion on this. <laughs> I love helping, mentoring, coaching other people. And I've done it my entire career. I was an IT manager, always coach people. And when I got into real estate, it was the same thing. I would spend hours and hours talking to anybody, trying to help them. And then it got to the point where people were hitting me up pretty often. And I would still spend about 45 minutes to an hour with anybody. But then if they wanted a second call, I would ask for one homework assignment. And that was find three commercial properties. Tell me what you like or don't like about each. There's no right or wrong answer. I just want to know if they're going to put in 10 minutes of effort to do that. And literally, I would say 99% of the people did not put the effort in. The 1% that did, I would give them as much time as they needed. But going back to paid versus unpaid mentorship, I started a mastermind about six months ago. And I've got, I would say, 12 paid members and eight members that are either business partners I've done deals with or friends that I wanted to see look at real estate and get out of their corporate grind. And 
the people that paid for it all are crushing it. They're doing great deals. They're raising capital. They're marketing themselves. All of my buddies that were in there for free would randomly show up. And when they did show up, they were disruptive because everyone else was putting the time in. They built a rapport with each other. And my buddies would show up and ask a couple questions and leave and not show up for a couple more weeks. And that was a big lesson learned. I really try to help people that didn't want to be helped or for whatever reason, they weren't passionate about real estate and that's okay. But the kicker is they had no skin in the game. So they had no incentive to show up every week. So anybody that is putting on a mentoring program or a coaching program, you have to charge for it no matter what it is. There's got to be some skin in the game. So I'm a big believer in you have to pay for it. You have to charge for it. And if you are taking somebody's time for free, you really owe it to them, whether it's in time, money, finding a deal, somehow helping them. Another story that I'll share is I met this guy at dinner. The guy's in his 80s. It was at some investment dinner. And he started talking. We had a conversation. We actually dominated the conversation for that night. I had to apologize to my wife and his wife later for doing that. But I followed up with an email and I said, hey, Lee, I would love to spend more time with you. You were already a wealth of knowledge that one night. I can't imagine what you could do if we had more time to interact. And I said, I know money doesn't move the needle, but if ever you need help around the house, whether it's hanging a TV, doing yard work, or anything that you need two people for, cleaning the garage, I'm there. So here I am, my time is somewhat valuable in my own head, but I'm willing to give all of that up to do yard work, clean his garage just for time with him. So offer something of value in return if somebody's going out of their way to mentor or help you. I love that so much. And one of you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier, and I just got to say this about one of his stories, which I love. It was one of the branches of our military. I think it was the army. They were trying to get him to come speak to the new recruits or whatever it was, or some kind of special training. And, you know, I'm busy. I'm busy. Okay. A hundred grand, come speak. No, I'm busy. 150. No, 200. Come speak. No, no. And they said, all right, look, you want to come out to our base, drive some tanks, blow some stuff up. And he goes, yeah, I'm in. I'll speak with your guys because he's not motivated by the money. He makes tons of money. So you got to find something that you can provide. That's a great point, Ash. And so I would break it down like this. Coaching's a lot more specific than mentorship, in my opinion. It's very specific. So I would say it's possible and it does exist, but it's quite rare to have great free coaches that are willing to give you that much time on an ongoing basis. I would say free seminars. I agree with you, Slocum. They're usually some kind of upsell or sales pitch. It goes free seminar to the $300 seminar to the $1,000 seminar to the $10,000 seminar. It's usually a pyramid like that. Not always, but in a lot of cases. And then free mentors definitely exist. We're all examples of free mentors. We all give a lot of our time back. And again, a book can be a mentor, in my opinion. A person can be a mentor. Our parents were mentors, friends, our coworkers, bosses, right? There's a lot of forms of mentorship. So it certainly exists. So great points. All right, let's wrap it up. We haven't talked much about books too much, but what is your favorite book on investing or finance or one that's made some kind of impact in your journey? Slocum, you want to start? With regards to the book that I recommend to people who are interested in getting into real estate investing, typically within my spheres, those are people who want to invest actively. 
So the first book I end up recommending if they haven't read it already is The Millionaire Real Estate Investor from the Keller Organization, Gary Keller and some co-authors. It's in my opinion, the best succinct 30,000 foot view of what is available to someone in real estate investing, starting by breaking all investing down into the long-term hold cash flow play and short-term transactional investing and figuring out, do your goals require transactional investing because you need high levels of income now that will also be taxed at high levels? Or is this a long-term play? Is this about long-term growth? And here are the strategies that fall into that, depending on your goals. It's the best 30,000 foot view of what is available to someone in real estate investing, particularly if they want to invest actively. Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. Awesome. Love it. Osh, favorite book. Yeah, Travis, it's going to be two books, not okay. specific on investing, but two books that had a huge impact on me. The first one is Rocket Fuel. I remember back in my corporate days, our IT department brought in a coach to kind of optimize us. And my director at the time said, I wish Ash would follow through on things. He's very good at learning something and handing it off and then moving on to the next thing. And I thought, yeah, I, I got to get better at that. It's a negative aspect of my personality. And this coach says, wow, that sounds like CIO material. And I was kind of blown away. Like he thought that was an attribute. So later on in life, when I became a real estate investor, I read Rocket Fuel and I learned that there's either a visionary or an integrator. And that flaw that I thought I had my whole life where I get bored quickly, I move on from one thing to another is really just being a visionary. So all these years, what I thought was a flaw is really what contributed to a lot of my success and is quite honestly an attribute. So any of the best ever listeners out there that feel the same way, you know, don't follow through on things, have a lot of creativity, have visions of what you want to do, read that book. You might truly be a visionary. And for those integrators who want to be entrepreneurs, but don't have it in them, it talks about being the best number two. And if that's what your personality is, that's what you got to do. And that's where you'll find an enormous amount of success. And then the second book was Who Not How. Once you figure out what side of the spectrum you fall on, who, not how is another game changer. And I hired an assistant based on that book and based on my coaches, but just an absolute game changer. All the things that we do because we think we have to, it's just, we have to get out of our own way. So rocket fuel and who, not how. I love that. I would say some uncommon books. So I appreciate you sharing that. A lot of people circulate the same books. And to that point, nobody plugged Joe Fairless's book. I got to do it. It's shameless. The best ever apartment syndication book. But my world is syndications. And that's a great book for active and for passive. I think it's 400 and some pages. So a lot of material, a lot of great stuff. Still very relevant here today, even though I think it's written in like 2016, 17. And hands-off investor, Brian Burke, another great book for anyone looking to be hands-off and syndication syndications. Pick any book out of the Rich Dad series. Big fan. I think I've read them all, most of them anyway. Cashflow Quadrant made a huge impact. And a lot of what we talked about, just to conclude this episode, is knowing yourself. And Ash, you brought up some great points with the books that you were talking about. So some people 
quite frankly, need the $50,000 seminar to move to the next level. Some people need the $100,000 coach. Some people, maybe like Slocum and I, are avid readers, and I'm willing to sit down and, and burn through two or three books in a month. That makes the biggest impact for 20 bucks and are free at your public library, you know, stuff like that. So it all depends on knowing you knowing oneself, Peter Drucker, another great book. So with that, appreciate your guys' advice and insights on the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another roundtable episode. And thanks for being a best ever listener. We'll see you next week on the next episode.